You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're on. Oh, man. Reunited and it feels so good, baby. Reunited and it feels so good. Suck my nipples and they're gonna get wood. Hey. You listening to that? Yeah. That's I can't hear it. It's not coming yeah. through. It it sounds like a robot is dying. It uh, it is unintelligible. It is not working. It is not coming through. Well, fuck you. It's the boys are back in town, baby. Oh, we can pump that audio in right now and not and not pay Phil I not. Why the Phil I not? Boys are back in town, reunited, and it feels so good, baby. Who's missed us? Who out there in Radio Land missed us? It's been a while. Podcast Land, yeah, it's been a been a minute, as they a say. Minute. We had a hot, hot uh, boy summer. Hot yeah. boy summer. You and me, boy. Uh, we were busy. We were doing shit. Your boys were were hanging loose, doing shit. I was uh, touring. You were doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you did punk rock bowling last weekend. Yeah, punk rock bowling. Bowling and I, um, yeah, man, it was a good, it was, it was, it was a hot, sorry we left you guys. We thought we were ambitious and thought we could keep this thing going every weekend, but turns out none of you really gave a fuck and uh, you can all fuck mm. off. Yeah, but we still cast your check, $13. Yes, we did. Actually, we yes. didn't cash it. It's sitting, sitting in the bank still. We're uh, laughing all the way to the bonk, the bonk. Um, how you doing? I'm all right. I'm tired. It was a long, long work day today. Long work day. Uh, well, yeah, been uh, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of stuff happening. I'm I'm headed out on tour next week with Kyle Kinane doing comedy for uh, most of the week, going down the I-35 corridor of dreams from Oklahoma City all the way to Houston, Texas. There you go. Telling my crazy sillies to everyone that I can meet. Your crazy sillies. Uh, for anyone not in Texas, the I-35 corridor is the highway that runs through the uh, state, and there's probably a bunch of uh, bodies uh, buried of liberals. Uh, <laughs> probably. Uh, I was trying to figure out, though, Like, and then we were just talking before we hit record, when that Dracula show is, Dracula's are playing on. Oh, let me look it up here. It's got to be somewhere. It's got to be happening. Here it is. It is uh, October the twenty third, Saturday, October twenty third. 
Dracula's with Rickshaw Billy's Burger Patrol, The Dregs, Buzz Electro, King Country, and Sex Mex at Indian Roller. It's their seven-year anniversary. And they have a good flyer with two, with three woofs and a girl with wings, and she's topless. Yeah. Uh, it's a woof. My grandparents used to call it a woof, and they used to say the Incredible Huck. Incredible Huck. Incredible. Hey, y'all, y'all want the Incredible Huck? Um, you gonna yeah, you, know, you gonna scare get scared by the wolf man? Man, we got a uh, Dracula's. We got a uh, our friend over at uh, Drunk Tale Records got a Dracula's tattoo, and I guess Thank we can you. announce that he's putting out a seven inch uh, that'll come out whenever vinyl is allowed to come out. Uh, not allowed. If vinyl is allowed to come out, it's just like heavily back ordered, and. That's really gonna be cool. I don't know. I, it seems like vinyl's really, really back ordered though. Um, he, uh, yeah, it's 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 a cover. It's a really leave it up to us. Somebody asked us to do a cover, and we do the most obscure thing. It's actually a song by Jim Carroll, which if you're not familiar with Jim Carroll, he's the all all the people who died died song, but also the movie The Basketball Diaries based on the book by Jim Carroll. His name is Mark Wahlberg, and he's yes. the basketball in the Basketball Diaries. He is. Uh, but we did Three Sisters, which is a really obscure song of his. I think it came out really good. We did it during pandemic, so well, we did a new song called Shame. That's oh, uh, that's, that's true. That's on there. That's, the B side. No, that's the A side. Dog. I thought it was going to be dog. Well, you know, dog. It's been a long dog. Dig. Dog. 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 So the first A side shame, but you and me recorded them uh, just ourselves. My brother played bass on the cover, but then yeah. the we just kind of garage banded them. Uh, but yeah. Really good. Our friend Rocky. Well, got, yeah, Mike Harden is uh, is becoming a world class engineer mixer. He's opening up his own studio, and uh, it's not open yet, but it's going to be awesome. I, I think we'll be doing stuff with him a lot. We'll get him on the Gosh Darn Podcast, AKA he's known as Rocky Moon in some circles. Yeah, he uh, mixed it for us, and I couldn't be more excited because it came out great. It's uh, yeah. But it's it, with Drunk Dial Records. I think his the whole concept was you get drunk and you record songs that you have. Yeah, but I did I did heroin and cocaine when I did it. Yeah. See, I don't get drunk, so we just you did. Uh, I, I'm gonna tell everyone Zach broke edge just to record because that's the most fun thing you can do is to, to obsess over the minutia of a song and the sonic qualities while being hammered on four loco. Not well, one, not two, not three, four locos. I think it's also funny that you we weren't actually in the same room and it's on GarageBand, so it sort of goes against all of his... Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that it's against to do it on GarageBand. I think Garage... I, it's crazy. What a, what a game changer. I mean, I don't uh -huh. think I could still do... I don't think I would have the time to do music anymore because every the way I wrote everything for most of my music career was getting in the room with I mean I've come up with a thing of my own or somebody else brings in a thing and then we flush it out together but it's it's relatively new I mean I know people have been doing it different ways for a long time but I'm such a Luddite that it's it's relatively new for me to to do that and now with like time schedules and everybody being busy I don't think I'd be able to 
get it just saves so much time and then I, I my productivity would be a lot lower otherwise it, it's it's been a blessing and a curse for me because it's given me this thing where i could you know that's not a voice memo app on your phone where i can get an idea out but then i find myself obsessing over you know the detailed minutiae and obsessing over the kick drum sound and stuff which is fine because it scratches that itch of that sort of obsessed thing that i do so it's it's been good for me um and then I, I want to make my garage band demos sound like we're releasing them. And that's fucking silly yeah. when I'm really trying to give you an idea go, Hey, I did this thing. Uh, but anyway, so if you're around, if you like the Dracula's, the thing, that thing we do, uh, that release will come better. out. You better. Uh, you guys had a successful show sans me at punk rock bowling. We uh, yeah. had two bummers. I was, uh, doing festival flyouts as well. We've been busy, man. It's been good. Um, so I guess, you know, this, this podcast, which is just one facet of Mike and Zach industries. If you notice, I said Mike first. Um, well, this is one of our many facets. Legally, of, you have to. That's true. Of things we do. I guess we'll be going on pause if we're both touring and busy. Well, we'll see. I, I, once I, I'm still trying to figure out a new life rhythm, um, so I don't know. We'll see. Whatever. We'll figure it out. It'll be fine. You, you, you. We'll get to you when we get to you, or we'll get to you when we don't get to you. Hey, listen. Get into the groove, boy. You've got to prove your love to me. Get yeah. into the groove. Bad in the um. Yeah. So I didn't even honestly. I haven't even thought of three things, but I can come up with three things. But we should challenge each other on things. I agree. Maybe not. We'll let's like say. Let's say. Let me give you a thing. What was uh, what was the best first thing for Zach? What's the best food you had when you were on the road? Thing number one. Thing number one. Best food I had while I was out there. Well, we just did the whole U.S. Um, hmm. You know, we did eat. Oh man, I ate this like. Um, shit, I'm gonna forget the name of the you ate place. shit, gross, you ate poop, that's so disgusting, you freak, you uh, goddamn freak. I didn't uh, eat any poo poo, <laughs> it was amazing. It was a vegan restaurant, which I'm not vegan, uh, in New York City, and this was when the first tour first New started. York City. Oh, oh, I got it. First try. It's a place called Dirt Candy, which is not Dirt an, Candy. Yeah, Dirt Candy. It's not an appealing name. Dirt Candy. It's a restaurant, a Lower East Side in New York City, and they Les. Les, and they did it in um, oh, in like courses, and it was amazing. And it's oh, funny. Whoa. it was like Seth, fine dining. It is kind of, I mean, you don't have to dress up to go there, but we went as like, uh, you know, like, Hey, let's kick off the tour or whatever. And like I said, I'm not, I'm a vegetarian, I'm not vegan, but whoa, it was some of the best food I think I've ever had in my life. And Sessie, my wife and I had, my wife had gone on a date there a few years back. Uh, and I totally forgot the name of it, which how do you forget the name dirt candy? Dirt However, dirt candy. candy have you ever had, it's like, they'll do that where it's Oreo, like crunched up Oreos and it looks like dirt. So I guess that's, uh, that's too much, too much, too much for me. My sweet, I'm sweet enough. Yes, you are. Uh, I, I don't really like sweets very much. I like, uh, I like gummy bears. I like sours. I like mm -hmm. sours more than sweets. What a fucking 
Probably- yeah, cool, a cool guy. Interesting guy. Um, I that's awesome. I mean, I I'm not vegan, but I I eat a lot of vegan food now, and I eat a lot of vegetarian. I'm kind of like uh. uh I, I'm just chicken and, and fish like I, I haven't eaten beef I, or pork in several years except for like once in a blue moon when it was sort of like a weirdo like I'm in another country type situation right. and, and this is what's here but yeah I've been trying to trying to do that I've been actually working on something uh, about climate change and stuff and goo yeah there's a lot of information that like the cold raw facts sitting in front of me are like, oh boy, I need to not uh, be be helping out that factory farming kind of stuff, while also being realistic and not condemning well, anyone for that. For the, long, for the longest time, I was vegetarian. I, I didn't watch my protein intake, so I was, I found myself, you know, sort of inadvertently malnourished a bit, and so now I, I really sort of relegate that, and I feel great. But yeah, that place is great. It's called Dirt Candy. So if you get, if you're living in New York, if you're going to visit New York, it's in the Lower East Side, and it's great. So uh, to keep it, snack- and then get yourself a big slice of that New York pizza pie, um, just like Tony Soprano from the Young Sopranos, the Mini Saints of New York, the Mini Saints of New York, New coming York. soon on HBO channel HBO. Guys, uh, Mike signed a deal with HBO Max and with the city of New York City. Yes. Um, while we were while we were taking a break. New York City. They've got all the pizza pies you can eat, and if you can make it to the you, if you can make it to there, you can make it to anywhere. With a recommendation like that, how could you go wrong, ladies and gentlemen? Mike Weeby for the city of New York City. Uh, how about I challenge you now, motherfucker? How about how about you shut the fuck up, motherfucker? I can um, do that. How about how about what was a, a food you liked over the last two months or however long the fuck it was? In the fuck. Um, let's see. Well, I'm trying to think if I had any solo Boring. solo vi- I, You know, I didn't eat anything good in Vegas, really. Uh, <laughs> except yeah, Viagra and cocaine. Uh, I. I went, I had Uchi, I had Uchi for my birthday, it was at the end of uh, August, and I'm 19, and uh, I had Uchi, which is a super high-end sushi fusion place that the dude, uh, he won some kind of, I don't know, like, the the Fighting Chef Award, or whatever that gets you on TV these days, and... But it's it's true. Like I have, a, I've had a lot of like as I've gotten older, I've I've gotten into a lot more like fine fine dining kind of stuff, and we, it's still the best place I've ever been to. Like it pretty much. Uh, there's a Thai food place I didn't get to go in Vegas called Lotus of Siam that used to be in this like shitty strip mall, but you'd walk in and it was like crazy. And now it's in a nicer place, but I just didn't I didn't have time when I was out there. I really wanted to go. But, oh wait, we were supposed to go do that when we were there with Drax, or we did, or you did, and I, or something. I, yeah. Yeah, this is like the first time I've been to Vegas in years and not gone. But it was just such a, it's quite the whirlwind of a weekend. Whirlwind, of a weekend. Well, you played t- two shows, two different bands. Yeah. Uh, you got beat up a few times. You did a lot of drugs. Several times. That several. A lot of them. Several. Yeah. It sounds like a, a really packed weekend. Okay, well then, uh, Uchi, 
Um, yeah, Uchi, yeah, I, I highly recommend Uchi if anybody That's ever goes to Austin. Awesome. It's like one of those things, too, where, like, it is – sometimes I'll tell people, and they're like, oh, it's so expensive. But I'm like, man, just don't go out to eat for a couple weeks and don't buy any booze for a couple weeks and go to the happy hour. You got to go to the happy hour, and it's actually pretty affordable. There's some stuff you won't be able to get, but, like, it's still, like – it's you know just go eat early and it's 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 totally doable it's not like it, it is expensive but it's it's doable and i'm i'm not a person that is of wealth yet i got some money in sheba so and it's uh, to the moon you have that uh what is the currency you invested in not bitcoin but it's like come coin it's like uh come coin yeah that's what it was i've got a bit in uh uh the honeymooners coin and I think it's going to do pretty well. I mean, a lot of that stuff is really like just kind of it's bullshit. No, it's 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 no more bullshit than like art, really. Like it's just like hipness. I mean, it's no it's no more bullshit than stocks in a certain way because yeah, it is bullshit. But also like I don't know, it's it's not any crazier than like I bought a I bought a painting. And hoping that it's going to be worth something someday, like buying some art that you think has real potential right. to do something, you know. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it is. It, I think it's. I mean, it's insane to me that people put a lot of money into that. But it's to me, it's like gambling, and I, it's the only gambling that I do now. Like I know, like the you have no. I think it's better odds in a casino if you kind of play it smart. But also, I'm not. I don't know. I'm definitely not a crypto boy who sits around all day looking at at graphs on a computer well, that's what we should change the name of this podcast to crypto boys. boys by the way did everyone miss us just wondering did you guys miss us doubt it the boys are back baby understood. let's keep going with this so i'm gonna that was me to you what was yeah. the food? You to me, what was the food? You don't have to do the same thing. We don't have to do the same things to each other, though. You can, if I, whatever I ask you next, you don't have to ask me. I'm going to do it to you, baby. Uh, okay. In fact, so, in fact, let's do it. You ask me something else off the top of your dome. Thing number two. Off the top of my dome. What was a uh, record or a band or a song that you liked? Over the last I love the new Amel and the Sniffers. Do you say? It's, I, it's fucking great. I, you know, you mentioned that to me, and because I don't listen to anything you say, I was like, yeah, Mike, shut the yeah. fuck up. God damn it. But then Pitchfork uh, said. I was like, Mike, Mike, fucking blah, 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 whatever the fuck. No, um, and it's funny, today, just today, I saw the video, uh, one of their new videos, and it was I haven't fucking, even seen a video yet. God, it was fucking amazing, and the song is awesome, and the band is awesome, and sh they are awesome. I met them. Yeah. Uh, good friend, actually should be a friend of the show, uh, Sean Powell from Austin, Texas, that is the drummer for um, Surfport. We're on tour with them, and I saw them in New York City with Amel and the Sniffers, and met Amy and met the band, and they were also nice and cool, and just made me, you know, you meet a band that are nice and cool people, you yeah. like the band even more. And uh, so, yeah, just loved them ever since. Yeah, you're right, that new record's fucking rad. Actually, I need to get Sean on our podcast. Hi, Sean, if you listen, but you probably don't. Uh, actually, yeah, it's great. The uh, video now. Uh, the song "Security" is like, and that's my favorite track on there right now. I, I bet that'll change over time, but like, it's just, 
it's just so good. Like it's really like, like the repetition is in the. Ah, I just love it. And there's something about like her Australian accent uh-huh. that okay. is really like really like hooks. And it's kind of like that band, the Chats, too, where like there's something about their accent that is is really like infectious and good for good for punk rock. I love I love it when a band sings with their accent. You know, there's there's times when you have a Texas accent in your voice, not really so much a Dracula's, but in Gambler's a bit, you'll you'll kind of throw a few words with your accent. And uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, it's also really fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't think that I don't hear it, but maybe I do. We'll see. I'll listen. You, I would like you to point that out when when Dracula is when I have an accent. All right. All right. There's, you know what? I'll find it on there's somewhere on the record. It's an endearing moment because it's like, well, it is where we're fucking from. And there's no denying. I definitely I definitely didn't know I was doing that. All right. I probably wouldn't have done it if I had known that. You should. I think. I you mean, I, I don't, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to be bothered by that. Unlike a lot of should, other stuff. Our next record, you should only do in your Texas accent. Um, well, yeah. Record. Okay, so that's a good one. That new Amel and the Stiffers record is great, and I would love to. Um, I'd love to do some stuff with those guys with the, the Draculas. Um, yeah, I'd really like to get over to Australia. I would too. We have uh, some the good clowns are over there. Uh, Amel and Sniffer. I love all the. All the dude from um, what you call it, uh, Eddie Current Suppression Ring. That guy has like thirty bands, and they're all yeah. super rad. They're all great. You know, uh, Total Control. Total matter. Control. I mean, that's the same dude. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember his, his name. I've never met him, but uh, I've oh, seen oh I've seen both of those bands, and they're awesome. Well, you know, the Clowns guys blew my mind because they were real big fans of of everything Texas. Like they were gambler fans and you know mark and jeff anything marked men radioactivity mind spiders they already knew about dracula's you know we had put them on some rise against shows when we were over there and they immediately were already talking to me about everything so it was you know when i'm they were really fun to hang out with that at i remember at riot fest goofing around with them yeah great guys silly great guys silly and gal who's that yeah great guys and gal and gal and gal I uh speaking of Riot Fest, when we were catching up, I did Riot Fest. Oh yeah, yeah. This last because Faith No More um took a, a mental health sabbatical, which was man, I think that was awesome that Mike Patton was honest with everyone about that and said, Hey, I need to, I can't do this. And you know, in this day and age, it wasn't because of COVID. It wasn't because of, he just was like, I need, I need to take a break. And uh and he did. I wouldn't be surprised if COVID contributed to mental sure. health. I mean, you know, somebody being locked in and then like, okay, now go out and play to 45,000 people, which yeah. is what we did. You know, we filled in for them. They asked us a week before we were going to play. And that's exactly what we did and played to 45,000 people or 40,000. And uh, it was amazing. And our good uh, friend of the podcast, Damian Abraham, uh, he came up and sang a CCR song. Oh, I saw I saw that online recently. It just like popped up. It was awesome. Oh, dude, it was so well. You know, we felt for those that don't know, his band fucked up. Were scheduled to play. They were on tour with with Faith No More, so that whole tour went away. And then fucked up. We're like, well, we'll, we'll still play Riot Fest, and didn't get to because there was a visa issue. The drummer had been living in England, and anyway, 
Damien had already flown to the festival with his wife to go hang out and he didn't get to play at all. So we had him come up and play with us. And it was, uh, it was just amazing. I love that guy so much, man. And it was awesome. He just killed it. If you had been there, we would have gotten your old crazy ass up there too. Your old do, do, uh, I, that would have been fun. Uh, do, do fucked up have a new record out or they were just going to go out? No, they're going to go out. They're re-releasing David comes to life. They're going to reissue oh, yeah. that record on Matador. And then they, Somebody is actually putting out the Year of the Horse, their hour and a half long song uh, on vinyl. And then they're re-releasing one of their first records too. Like they, they're just doing, man, what a cool fucking band. They just do things their way. You know, there's no script for how they do things. And yeah, it's, yeah, what, a, what an inspiring, cool, important band. But anyway, and what a great guy and a friend of the show and family. Yeah, they're uh, cool. I, just, I love what they do. I do too. I started watching some of his uh, the wrestlers show too, which is just great. Um, anyway, Rassler. okay, so wrestlers. So your band is Amelin Sniffers. Why don't you lobby one at me there, lover? Um, let me think, because I don't want to do the same thing. I want to throw something weird at you, uh, cutie pie, uh, lover boy. What? Who was the coolest band that you saw at Riot Fest? Oof. Um, man, you know, we play Run the Jewels played right after us. That's what I was gonna ask. Did you get to hang out with them or do you get to I meet did not them? get to hang out with them and they had their stage shut down? Yeah, <laughs> but it was pretty fucking amazing. Uh, we saw Big Frida that day and I did stay on the stage during Big Frida and that was also unbelievable. But you know, it wasn't even at Riot Fest, so this is going off script a bit, but I did. We played uh, the Louder Than Life Festival in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, two weekends ago, and got to see Turnstile. So, oh, so yeah, yeah. Are they festival. cool? Like, I mean, everybody's... Uh, they they're like, so same with Aim on the Sniffers. They're getting that classic thing of like, they're both kind of blowing up in different capacities and people are like, I'm, I'm too cool to like them because they're popular now and I liked them when they were less popular but now that they're getting popular I don't like them but admittedly I just haven't listened to uh, uh, Turnstile too much man they're great live a great fucking band again like fucked up they kind of do whatever the hell they want uh, the music is all over the map but it's still somehow them uh, just a really cool you know, younger band it's real cool and yeah funny their own way don't really looks like them sounds like them um there it's weird because you you hear like real obscure bad brains references not oh, obvious cool. bad brains like later era quickness bad brains you know um and very specific things that like you'll get if you're into that you know if you're into bad brains like i am it's just amazing so we got to see those guys uh We've been doing some really cool festivals, you know. We get put on. I like heavier music, and so we've been getting put on some heavy metal. Exactly. Uh, we've been playing with the Metallica band, which we will be playing with the Metallica band on Sunday. And I mean, man, it's always where's that at? That's going to be in Sacramento at the Aftershock Festival. Oh yeah, yeah. Dracula's played that one year. Yes, we did. We did. Uh, Gary Spivak, shout out. Um, we headlined. We headlined. Metallica uh, opened for us. Our day is like us and Social Distortion are playing, Mastodon oh, cool. are playing our stage. and Metallica. Yeah, it's a cool festival because it was like a lot of heavy stuff, but then some like us and some other. Yeah. It was yeah. a good, it was a good, like it was a, it was a thing that like, 
because I'm not super into heavy stuff. And if there was a festival of all heavy stuff, I'd be like, well, there's three, four bands I want to see, but I don't feel like listening to Drop D for the entire day. But right. like, so, but that festival is really cool in that like there was heavy stuff I would, totally would watch, and then also like, you know, face to face or or whatever. Right. I mean, our day. Our American day, Sharks were on that. Right. They were. Our tour is like. I mean, our tour. Our our day. I think it's like, Pennywise are playing, and you know, um, Social Distortion, but also Metallica, Mastodon. You know. Yeah. Uh, so just real, but the. As far as the festival itself, it's three days, and I know like Exodus are playing, and the original Misfits, line, you know, with Dave Lombardo, of course. Playing. I remember some kid going, "You heard of Exodus?" Hey everybody, it's Mike from the Zach and Mike Make Three podcast. But I wanted to tell you about another podcast that I do. It's called the International News Service. Me and my news team look into stories of the weird, stories of the bizarre, and stories of the unimaginable, and also. It's very, very stupid. So check out the International News Service wherever you get your podcasts. Exodius. Exodius is bad. Dude, they're fucking bad. They're fucking bad. That bass player, he's fucking bad. I will say this. As a heavy music fan and as a huge Exodus fan, they just put up a new song. And for guys in their 60s, holy fuck, it's amazing. Anyway. That's uh, I'm a I'm a old school Exodus headbanger. Sixty year old Zach Blair. Sixty years. Ooh, uh, can I? I just want to throw in. Well, no, never mind. I'll, I'll save it for later. Okay. Um. So yeah. Uh. So as far as right. Run the jewels. Got to run the jewels. Got to go see. And they are out. fantastic. I mean, I didn't see that performance, but I've seen them. I actually got to see them one time at, uh, I mean, now it's a, a ridiculous, like they would never play a venue this small at the, the Mohawk oh, and wow. early in their career. And it was, it was, it was like off their first record and it was cool. Cause they had this dude who, I don't know this guy's story at all, but there's this, there's this rapper named Despot who's from New York. He's just like this little, I don't know, little, but he's this like thin Irish guy looking guy. And they did, and I think Mr. Motherfucking Esquire was with them, and Danny Brown was not with them. But there's this, um, there's this amazing song that is, it's a Mr. Motherfucking Esquire song, and then he did a remix. It's called Huzzah, and the remix, but the remix has, it's Esquire, and then um, uh, LP, and then um, Despot. And then two of the guys from Das Racist, I guess the two rapper guys, and then Danny Brown. And it is such a fucking cool song. But they did like a version of that, of Huzzah, when I saw him. And I was just, I was losing my mind. Losing my mind. Um, I also got to see and hang out with the Guar guys, which are, you know, family. Um, and I saw Brad. I saw Brad at, uh, at, at PRB. We need to get one, Brad and Dirks and Bishop and all uh, Casey or we need to get all those guys on the podcast because, you know, again, I, they are family, they are friends, uh, close friends. And you and I are both directly involved with the new Guar documentary yeah. that's coming out. It's called This Is Guar. Both of us, you are executive producers on it. Um, I'm a co-producer, baby. Co-producer. I was on the front lines with a camera 
shoved up my butt. Well, I was in the band, motherfucker. But no, um, yeah, just just great dudes and great band. It's still out there and killing it. And uh, if you know Guar, then you know Guar. And if you don't, then you should figure it out because it is a cultural zeitgeist movement. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's that. That was that was my my fest. I, I, and again, I'm doing these festivals every weekend, and they're all real fun. So I'll be leaving tomorrow to go do uh, the aftershock on Sunday. Uh, okay, so let's see. What was a good movie you've seen lately? Papa, lover, baby. Oh God damn! It's the thing number three. Sweetheart. Let's see. Oh, I'm sure there's something. Gorgeous. Um. Trying to think of a film, a film that Mustache really rides. moved me. I, I will say I'm I'm last up. Ep- I got one episode ago that Squid Game, and oh, it is it is it is everything that everyone has said about it so far. I love it. I love Korean movies a lot, so it oh, is right up that alley. It is I fantastic. Not, I do want to see that. I did not ask about TV shows though. I asked about movies. I know. I'm thinking. I watched. Oh, yeah, I watched, did I do, did I ever talk about Reign of Terror, the black book? No. It's, uh, it came out in the 40s. It is a film noir that has all the film noir trappings, uh, very stark black and white, Dutch angles. It's the most tense movie, but instead of, you know, most film noirs are, are detectives or set around, you know, 50s L.A., 40s, 50s L.A., this is set in the French Revolution, and everybody speaks English in it, but it it is just about, like, spies in the French Revolution. But it is it's as, like, gripping and in the moment as anything I've seen, you know, recently. And, I, you know, I think a lot of people, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely a, a cinephile and uh, a bit of, uh, you know, a bit of a nerd about that stuff, but... I and there's movies that I'm super into that I wouldn't recommend to like a a and I probably if so if you're somebody that like only watches like the Fast and the Furious movies yes maybe isn't for you but I think if you're if you it is it's a fucking rad tense movie and there's all this backstabbing and just you know points where like there's somebody hidden in the room and you think are they gonna find him where you know it wasn't me like. Sometimes you say when you watch classic films, it's like eating your vegetables, and this is not eating your vegetables. It is, I mean, it's it's the vegetables are fried at least to where like it is. It's some classic cinema, but the cool thing about it is, um, it's on, it's on YouTube. A great print of it is on YouTube. I, there was a there's a podcast that I listened to called Pure Cinema. That's just these dudes talking kind of obscure stuff, and they had Quentin Tarantino on, and the whole episode was about movies that are public domain, that are free. So almost all of these are on YouTube. And that was the one that, uh, there's still some that I need to check out, but I watched a bunch and that one above all was like this. I don't understand why it's not up there in a real classic canon of movies because it's so cool. Because It's called, it's under two titles. It's either Black Book, The Black Book, or The Reign of Terror. And what year? Sometime in the 40s. Um, it is, you know, and it's, you know, it's just instead of like detectives, it's guys in wigs and stuff like yeah, yeah. creeping around. But some of the, there's this bad guy in it that is just, and he's probably famous, really famous to a lot of like uh, better film historians, but he's just got the coolest 
the coolest face. It's this coolest bad guy face. That makes me think of, did you ever see that band, The Upper Crust? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fucking, they were, they were dressed like proper French. Yeah. Noblemen with the powdered wigs and shit. They were amazing. Come into my boudoir. Boudoir. Yeah, the, the bassist name was Jackie Kickasses. Yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. Um, okay. 1949. Uh, Robert Cummings. Richard, B- like these are all actors that I I would be lying if I said I, I I like was familiar with all of them, but I'm sure there are. But it's directed by Anthony Mann, and Anthony Mann uh, did a lot of really cool, lot of really cool like noiry type movies. You know, he did uh, and some big kind of, you know, Gary Cooper stuff, and I'll Anthony Mann's out. really really a great classic director. Okay, I'll check that out. And if anybody else wants to, it's free. It's public domain. Yeah. Maybe. Um, that that would uh, be good for all the you losers that listen to our podcast that don't have any money. You fuckers. Uh, okay, what do you got for me, sweetheart? Mm. Baby. Did uh, so you've been on the road for a while? What uh, do you have any new road hobbies? Any new road tricks to oh. stay occupied mentally? I've been reading a lot and, uh, you know, I've gotten sort of, why I know, uh, Orville Neely, our good buddy from the OBM threes and from Richard Rose and from giant dog and from bad sports and from radioactivity. He told me about a band called endless boogie a long time ago and endless boogie. Uh, it, we could go into this, but it's endless boogie are a band that's, uh, kind of centered around a real guru type guy named uh, Paul Major. And Paul Major was like the record collector, record collector, you know, yeah. he was sort of ground zero of record collectors. He started yeah. finding stuff in the bins in the seventies. He's 67. And chances are, if it's an expensive record nowadays, then it's because Paul Major made it. So he found mm-hmm. it in a bin for 10 cents. He went and sold it and then realized there was only 300 of these things ever put out. He got really into people that were self-releasing records back in the seventies and eighties, mm-hmm. um, sort of a tastemaker, sort of an influencer before there was yeah. ever such a thing. Um, the, the sort of snarky uh, record store clerk. Yeah. Paul Major is there. And so at one point he was kind of worshipped in New York. He lived in you know Manhattan, and people go to his apartments and just listen to records and drink beer. And some of the guys that worked at Matador Records would do that. And they were like, "You got to get out of the house," because he became sort of a recluse. And they would get him out of the house, and they would rehearse every Tuesday. And um, so Stefan Malkmus did his first solo show, and he asked them to open for him. And they the guys from Matador were like, we want a band called Endless Boogie. We want to play one riff, like a John Lee Hooker song, for 30 minutes straight. And we just want to p- basically piss off indie rock nerds, which I think yeah. the content is hysterical. And even the name Endless Boogie, they're like, that's going to piss off people. Yeah. So it's become this, this band, and it's kind of just a rock and roll band, almost like an ACDC band. But Paul Major is this purveyor of all things fuzz and psychedelic. And there's a book about him. Um, called Feel the Music, the Psychedelic Worlds of Paul Major that I got. And it's fucking fascinating because ever since the 80s, he's been putting out these really detailed catalogs that he sort of hand types and he doesn't just, these really 
amazing sort of thought-provoking descriptions of every record that he has. Um, just what an interesting guy. And the book is fascinating. So it's like a lot of stories, a lot of photos, uh, the sort of history of this band, Endless Boogie. And I've really gotten into Endless Boogie as well. And so I've been reading that lately. Uh, and it's so dense that it's it's something that you kind of takes a while. Yeah. Kind of takes a week. Um, I got into that. But also, uh, this is totally off the subject. And you ask what I've been doing, if I've been doing anything else on tour. Basically, the same the same thing I always do, which is find an art museum, which I know makes me sound faux bougie, but it is what I do. Uh, and I love it. It's They only cost 15 bucks to get into, so it's not too bougie. It's true. It's true. Uh, I did run into a guy in a Dracula shirt at the Andy Warhol Museum. In, uh, oh, that's crazy. Pittsburgh, which is nuts. But, oh, I ran into that guy. at I ran into the guy at Punk Rock Bowling. He came yeah. up to me and told me that. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he lives, actually lives in San Antonio, which is an even smaller world. But this is off the subject. Uh, I would absolutely recommend to anyone the Sparks Brothers, the documentary, which is now on uh, Apple Music or Apple uh, iTunes. Um, it's done by Edgar Wright, who did Shaun of the Dead, and he did Hot Fuzz, um, those movies. And it's about Sparks, about the band Sparks, the brothers. And it's fucking unbelievable. I identified with it so much because I've always been a band of my own big brother. Uh, their dad died when they were teenagers. Our dad died when we were teenagers. They have this crazy drive. Like they still to this day, they're in their 70s and they just meet at each other's house, uh, the singer's house and record music all day and just make new records. It's fucking unbelievable. But the documentary, I couldn't recommend more. It's done in Edgar Wright style. So it's real sort of... Um, almost cartoonish in a way uh yeah it's 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 unbelievable and i know that was not the question you asked me but i did feel like that's all right hey everybody just wanted to tell you the riverboat gamblers have a brand new seven inch out we covered a ramon song and we covered a motorhead song and we were lucky enough to get cj ramon to do some backup vocals it's on limited edition vinyl there's some yellow and some pink uh, you can get it at Gamblers Forever, forevergamblers.com, or go to our Bandcamp page. We did a real small run on our own, so get them while they're getting good. The, I remember they did that crate. They've got like 30-something records out, and they played like one every night, They front to back. And I, to me, that's insane. Like, I couldn't... I can't imagine... Like I only have that many. You probably got like, they have more than thirty. They have like a how many records they have out? It was it was twenty one records. So they did yeah. twenty one nights. But what they would do is play the record in its entirety, and then encore with their new record. So they played their new record back to front every night. So they yeah. were like ocean for a new record. So they would do you know one record from their past. But they're one of those bands that have just stayed relevant whatever genre was happening, you know, but they also were sort of visionaries. They did like, you know, the glam thing before Bowie. And then they did a disco yeah. record with Giorgio Moroder before that was a thing over in the States. You yeah. know, uh, they've just kind of stayed relevant. They got dropped they've gotten, they've had periods where they haven't been able to put out records and it's just this kind of struggle. The singer has been this good looking, charming guy. And the genius in the band is actually uh, Ro uh, Roland, who's the, I mean, uh, Ronald, who is the keyboardist, he, pianist, he writes all the lyrics. So the lyrics are always this sad, like no yearning, I can't find love. Yeah. From like, I'm an unattractive and all this other stuff, sung by a guy who is like, you know, a heartthrob. Uh, yeah. So it's just this really interesting 
really, you know, I, I like any music documentary, uh, you know, even if I don't like the band, but I actually love Sparks. And uh, yeah, it's great. So everybody should watch that. Uh, well, shit, that was, that was three back All and forth. It? Yeah, baby. Awesome. That was three back and forth. And there's plenty of stuff for next time. Yeah. Well, we need to so. get this up and we're going to keep, we're going to start giving these on every Sunday again. Guys, thank you for being patient with us. We are so sorry. Uh, but you know what? With us, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, a music, you know, when your favorite band drops a record unsolicited and you just, and you get all excited. That's how we're going to do this from now on. Um, we appreciate you guys listening and you know we've both been traveling we've had people come up and tell us they love the podcast and uh they're fans of it we'll try to get some merch going we'll try to do some live zach and mike make threes we're gonna do some shit reunited and it feels so good baby mm. Mm -hmm. boys mm. are back in town baby mm. what do you got what do you got tell them stuff endless summer Oh, uh, well, yeah, just those Kyle Canane dates. If you're in Texas, that uh, Dracula's date's coming up. The Rubo Gamblers are playing November, I think, uh, 6th in Orange County at the Punks in the Park Festival. And then the 7th, the Draculas are going to be back in Dallas with the Toadies. Yep, with the Toadies. Um, I have two. And there's some, uh, it, yeah, like, uh, uh, Foddy and the Gamblers, he, he tore his Achilles tendon on stage, and he's going to be out, of, he's doing fine, he just had surgery, but he's going to be out of work for six months, so uh, we'll be putting together a GoFundMe type situation, because we live in America, and that's how healthcare works, but... Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and hopefully uh, he has, I wish him a speedy, speedy recovery. Uh, I, this will be going up on Sunday and I will be playing in Sacramento at the Aftershock Festival. If you happen to be there, uh, I will try to say hi to you from stage. Uh, uh, Rise Against, we have three, like just solo me and Tim shows in England and jolly old England in November. So that'll be fun. It'll be fun to go over there. Uh, but yeah, Dracula's otherwise, we have some things, like you said, some things, the toadies, and we're playing here on the 23rd. So exciting stuff. And we will be back at this podcast. Sorry for the time off, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being patient with us. Uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. All right. We love you guys very much. Thanks for listening. See you in heck. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest 
to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday.